Look down upon you. But to position yourself, if you find yourself that you are a specific kind of or a kind of a son, you position yourself to become an ideal son of That is what this particular teaching service is aiming to achieve. To encourage everyone to aspire to be the ideal son or daughter in the house of God. So my father says here that oftentimes the bad and the ugly come out when sons have to relate to fathers. You can say that somebody is your father. We can call papa father. But you see, your action is what is going to determine whether you have a relationship with the person you are calling a father. Yeah. So yeah. it's not about what you are saying with your mouth. It's about what you are doing. So when you even look at the parable of the talent, when the man was leaving and he gave talent to the servant, what the other two did by gaining more of the talent, by their action, it made the master know that indeed these people are my servants. They have a relationship with me. But the other one who did nothing made the the father or the master know about what kind of a person that that person is. So it's not about the position you call yourself a son, but it is about your actions that is going to determine. Of us to know that indeed you are relating to that person as a father or not. So, so I want us to understand that there are four types of sons yeah, that the scripture talks about. The first one is the prodigal son. We also have the elder son. We have the beloved son. And then the stubborn and rebellious son. Praising Jesus is alive. So in the in the book of Luke chapter 15 verse 11 to 24. Read the scripture. And that, that scripture tells us about the I mean two types of sons. It talks about the prodigal son and the elder son. Can we go there, please? Luke chapter 15 from verse 11 to 24. Luke 15 from And he said a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided it unto them his living. Mm-hmm. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous Wait. living. So here we are seeing, he's talking about the prodigal son. The younger son. And here we are looking, we are seeing one characteristic or nature of a prodigal son. He said that, and not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. In other words, he went away from his father. So you find, if you find yourself as somebody. Whenever there is a church service, you are always away. 
Whenever the bishop calls for a meeting, you are always found far away from where the meeting is being held. It is telling you what kind of a son you are. Amen. Amen. Because one of the nature of a prodigal son is that a prodigal son goes away from his father and his father's house. So, so if you are if you are somebody that is always want to be far away from your father, you don't want to be close to your father. Then you are revealing a, a, the nature of a certain kind of a son. Praise him. Jesus is alive. Are you here? So, and again, one of the characteristics of a prodigal son is that a prodigal son wants to be as far away from home as possible. Not only does he want to be far away from his father, but he always wants to be far away from the home. You see, a home is a place of comfort. A home is a place where you feel loved and protected. But if you are a prodigal son, oh, your bad is you always want to be far away. Please continue there. Verse 14. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. And I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy high servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servant, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his finger, on his hand, and shoes on his feet. And what? bring... Wait. So, one of the, the uh, characteristics of a prodigal son, as Adnoabuchu was about saying, the about that he spent all that he had. He spent his money. In other words, the portion of the inheritance which the father gave him, he went and he wasted it. He wasted it. And, and so, one of the characters that we see here is that a prodigal son wastes his life opportunities. If he had stayed in his father's house, I believe that that portion of inheritance which he went to waste, he would have you would have gained something extra. Because it's either you waste what you have or you use what you have and then you add on to it. So the prodigal son wastes his opportunity like many of us here. We have the opportunity the church is, uh, is, is, is what? 
is at its foundation stage. We have the opportunity to work. But we say no, we will not work. We are wasting the opportunity to have eternal values. We are wasting that opportunity. So, we are encouraging all of us here. Don't fall in the category of the prodigal son. If you are somebody that wastes opportunity, you will not amount to anything. Praise him. Jesus is Allah. A prodigal son wastes his life opportunity. Like some of us, our father has availed himself to father us to make a fatherly input in our lives. But what are we doing? Not, when he didn't call for meeting, we will not even come. We are wasting opportunities. Opportunities to be fathered. Because we have, we have seen that to have a father is a blessing. And one of the famous quotes of our father is that when you have a father, you have feathers to what? To go father. It is telling you that a father, a father's input in the life of a son is most relevant. But a lot of us are wasting that opportunity. We prefer rather to be far away. Wasting away our lives. Rather than tapping into the opportunity that God has given to us, we have a fatherly input in our lives. Again, a prodigal son recognizes one, and then see one. This, is, this is a very important nature of a prodigal son. The Bible says that he, Bible says he became aware of himself and said, Why am I here? Why am I suffering? Even servants in my father's house, they have good food. Why am I here suffering? So one of the characteristics of a prodigal son is that a prodigal son recognizes his mistake in the of his life and returns to his father. And I believe this is a very good thing that we must all copy. Sometimes you need to sit back and reflect. What mistakes am I making? How can I correct these mistakes? Because if you are a humble person, sometimes you need to sit back and then reflect. Even the Bible says that examine. So it is always if 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 you will not have made any mistakes. Or there's no there, there's there's no potential of making any mistakes. And now to me, I'm from Examine. There's always the need for self-reflection. Because as it, as it is, we are all not perfect. People. You might make mistakes in your relationship with your father. You must dishonor it. You must dishonor it. But that is not for you to sit down and still go on this honoring. You must become aware of yourself. You must become aware of the mistakes that you are making. And make the attempt of correcting it. And in, 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 in secular terms, there's something we call self-awareness. 
It is very, very important. Sometimes you become self-aware of yourself. Because becoming aware, you see, the prodigal son, one, oh, of, the, one of the things that I, when I was reading the scripture, I learned about the prodigal son. Oh, about the son. His ability to become self-aware so to me, who know? enabled him to break a certain barrier. What was this barrier? He was in a far country. No, The barrier was that he was suffering. No, if he was somebody Kuyubia. and he was being influenced by pride he would not have gone back to his father's house because pride would let him stay where he is but he realized and became aware of himself and humbled himself and said ah and you see what even made me know that he, he was humble in that he, be, he began to compare himself with a servant Please go back to that scripture. Maybe I didn't want to talk Even the servant in my father's house. Even the servant in my father's house. So he did not even see himself as a son anymore. He was comparing himself to the servant. And that's what humility does. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread? enough and to spare and i perish with hunger i will arise and go to my father and will say unto him father i have sinned against heaven and before thee i'm no more worthy to be called thy son make me as one of thy hired servants so here you see i am i am i am no more worthy to be called thy son make me as one of thy servants Sometimes life situation will humble you. Amen. 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 You, you must become aware of the state and take the necessary step to make the necessary corrections. This evening, perhaps you are here. All these things, the characteristics that we are saying, you fall in this. It is not too late. Engage you. The prodigal son became aware and made the necessary corrections. So I love this characteristic that our father gave. A prodigal son recognizes his mistakes in the midst of his life and return to his father. What mistakes have you made in your relationship with the father of the house? The word of God is admonishing you. Recognize these mistakes and take the necessary step to correct your relationship to amend your relationship with your father Amen put your hands together for Jesus another characteristic of a prodigal son is that the prodigal son suffers the loss of many things because of his foolishness and his rebellious ways. Request of the father, no, the portion of the inheritance he had, because of his righteous living and his foolishness, he lost it all. What are you losing? Because of your foolishness and your rebellious ways. What are you losing? It is time for you to reflect. Maybe you are losing your marriage. 
Maybe you are losing grip of your finances. Maybe you are losing grip in terms of your career. It is time for you to reflect. And understand. One of the importance or one of the things that a father does is that. Or one of the things of a father. A father is a source. Once your relationship with your source is broken. Because the prodigal son. When he left his father's house. When he left his father's house, he was disconnected from his source. And why did he leave his father's house? He left his father's house because of his own foolishness. Because he felt that if I should get this portion of my father's inheritance and go to a far country, country, I can be independent of myself. I have nobody to instruct me. Forgetting that that was foolishness of his father. Because when you are with a father, you are covered. When you are with a father, you are connected to something. And that thing is able to direct you. That thing is able to instruct you. For your own good. So please, this evening, these are the characteristics of a prodigal son. And I believe that as the word of God is coming to you, not only are you just listening, but you are going to listen. As I said in the book of Acts chapter 2 verse 37, said the word pricks in your heart and they ask themselves, what shall we do? And we have heard these characteristics of a prodigal son. What you about yourself? If you find yourself that you are exhibiting these characteristics, you must begin to ask yourself, what must I do to amend and correct my ways? Praise him. Jesus is alive. In this same scripture in the book of Luke chapter 15, we also see another type of a son. And that type of a son is called the elder son. And your friend Amen. 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 The elder son. From 25 to 32. Please read it for me. Luke chapter 15 from verse 25. Now his elder son was in the field. And as he came and drew near nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father have killed the fatted cow, because he have received him safe and sound. Mm. And he was, hung, he was angry, and would not go in. Therefore came his father out, and entreated him. Mm. And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any, thy, any time thy commandments. Mm. And yet thou never gavest me a kid that I, must, I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which have devoured thy living with hallows, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. Amen. Amen. The father says, Son, thou art ever with me. So we see one 
nature or characteristic of the elder son. An elder son stayed at home with his father. And when I think I do not, Otu was teaching us some of the qualities of a son. He said that a son abides. A son abides. And the elder son exhibited this one characteristic. He stayed at home with the father. The Bible says in the book of John, chapter 8, verse 35, a is not a permanent member of the house. But the son is. So a son that stays at home is a father. It's one of the characters of the elder son. So, are you somebody that is always here? When Papa calls for meeting, you are here. When Papa needs you, he can reach out to you. Papa here to me from. When Papa needs something to be done, you are always around. Are you that kind of a son? Oh, yes, oh, An elder son stays at home with the father. Oh, but you know, fear, no, Another characteristic of an elder son is that an elder son never commits any major sin. Oh, but you know, but it be out he does not. Oh, yeah. The major sin that the prodigal son will do by trying to disconnect himself but with the father from, from the source, an elder son does not do that. He's always there with the father. An elder son never commits any major sin. Again, an elder son never strays off the straight and narrow path set for him by his father. Amen. Amen. He's always so what his father says he should do, he does it. Why is it so? Because he's always with the father. There is always that father input in his life. And that is why you must always seek to always be with your father. Because you see, even in our, our, in our communities, a lot of the children that become wayward in life are the kind of children that are not staying with their father. Or that do not have any fatherly input in their life. It's the fatherly input in your life that is able to instruct you. That is able to direct you. That is able to en- ensure that you walk in the straight and that narrow path. That is going to end you well in life. Amen. Amen. So an elder son never strays off the straight and narrow path. Yet for him, at some incline your ears to my saying. If you are not close to that person that is going to instruct you, incline your ears to his Praise him, Jesus. Again, an elder son does not live a life of pleasure and waste. He does not live a life of pleasure and waste. Like the prodigal son. He took a portion of his father's inheritance and squandered everything. What is it that you are wasting in your life? Then I was saying, a lot of us, we waste our times. We spend our time on pleasures, things that have no, that have no connection with the kingdom yes. of God. 
Today that we are supposed to come for Tuesday teachings. Somebody is somewhere visiting friends. Because he takes pleasure in that. Rather than coming to the house of God to hear the word of God. Forgetting that it is an opportunity for him to be instructed. It is an opportunity to sit under the ministration of the word of God. Direct his path. But because that this one is not pleasurable. Because I mean coming to sit here. I mean I can't oh, some, I remember I, uh, when I was in school. school normally we go for prayers on Tuesdays. Yeah, come by Bob Bernard, school. And you see on Tuesdays too is no. when we play, they play Champions League. Champions League no. So there you see people who love pleasure or people and people who has who who has God uh, the activity in the house of God and your mom those activities pleasurable. <laughs> At that point, we are not very strong. Sometimes we are only going for the pray, the Tuesday prayer meeting. Because you don't want a special you go for meeting. They will ask you why didn't you come? So while we are we are there praying, the, the place was called Paju. How many of us have heard Paju before? It was the, and what we were praying it was just behind Independence Hall. The where the TV was. So you are there. You are praying to open prayer topic. prayer topic Go! Go! And then you realize that some people, most no, people who 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 even though we are there praying, we do not really find the prayers as pleasurable. Because our physical bodies were there, but our spirits were far away. Do you find the things of God pleasurable? Or you find other things more pleasurable? An elder son, an elder son, does not leave life of pleasure and waste but anytime you spend your time outside of the time you are supposed to meet and gather in the presence of God you are wasting away your life you are wasting your time praise him Jesus so it is important to say that Delight yourself in the Lord. And he shall grant unto you the desires of your heart. In other words, let your heart be pl- find pleasure in the things of God. It is when your heart has found pleasure in the things of God. of God will come upon you. So until you have gotten to the stage where you find the things of God pleasurable, you always find yourself doing something else. You see some people they find pleasure in helping people. But others also see people who who 
needs help as new science. It's all about how you, how, what your perspective is. Some people see coming to church as an opportunity to relate with their father. Other people also see coming to church as a waste of time. So they find themselves doing other things. The prodigal son felt that staying in the house with his father was a waste of his time. So he would take a portion of his inheritance and and enjoy himself. The elder son does not live a life of pleasure and waste. An elder son can develop a self-righteous and judgmental attitude. I like the example that gave. For some of us, you move it there. Let for, for us alone. And I believe my Evelyn also can attest. Sometimes when even go for bus, that some people as for them, they will bath. Seven o'clock, seven thirty. They are sitting in the bar. When people are wasting time, they are angry. Why do you have to sit and wait? You go to church. Why must you stay there for somebody to come all the way? The elder son, becoming judgmental. Left for him alone. If the bus has only one person, it must go. Forgetting that all of us does not have the same level of spirituality. Like a, like a, a child. Sometimes a child is hungry. But you need to force to put food in his mouth. Praise him. Jesus is alive. So, what this one teaches us is that we all don't have the same spiritual uh, we, we are not of the same spiritual level. Sometimes when you develop that judgmental attitude I you, oh, my dear. Ask for me. I don't wear trousers. I don't wear trousers. God says you must dress well. 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 You must dress Since he has, since he has, since he has never committed any of these sins himself, he himself cannot understand why people should indulge in such foolishness. You see, a lot of the time, for instance, if you live in a house, now that they be all sorry, I know why. Maybe there's a, a job. Maybe they said I don't know about you do this. I said I don't know Jones do this. I don't know Jones yes. I don't know about you get up and I don't know about you do what he's supposed to do. He doesn't see the reason why I have to lazy about. I'm not able to do that. Who needs to assess me? I'm not sure. Okay, that when he goes that. Why do I have to assess him? Randy is a very lazy person. Then I mean. He doesn't do it at all. 
What sorrow? He doesn't understand because to him attitude is that. Oh no, dear. This attitude, eh? It happened. I remember when I was in the university. I was the ocean sub committee head. Let me. There are some people. They are very lazy. Every morning, I come the executives. Executives, you be lazy. I call you four They are supposed to do. They will not do. Yes, yes, yes. No money. So some of us. The movie there. It was always like the piano booth. You were. You be always irritated. Just do it. Let's let's all be. I mean, relax and go about our business. They will not do it. And you see, this, this kind of behavior it happens in a lot of institutions and departments where somebody does not see the reason why we are finished. Just do A, B, C, D. You can't do it. So sometimes, if you are not careful, you, you tend to be very judgmental. I said, oh, who, 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 who. Tend to call people names. Oh, friend, go for oh you are lazy. Oh, you, oh, you, you don't like work at all. But sometimes you need to have compassion. You don't always have to be judgmental. Always put yourself in the shoes of the person. For all you know, the person does not understand what he is doing. That's why he is doing that. The prodigal son. You remember the encounter the elder son had with the father. He said, this your brother was dead. But it's now found. And he said, our father said something. You see, be careful of what your father thinks of you. Yeah. Because while the prodigal son left to the father, he was dead. But being a father who has compassion, when he came back, the father was not judgmental towards him. He had the ability to forgive him. So all of us must have that attitude or must have that, that, that thinking of a father where we must have compassion towards one another where we don't seem to be judgmental towards one another and always give people the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes I ask myself if Papa was relating to us the manner and the way in which we go about our business. I'm sure by now, would have all been sacked in my Papa would have sacked all of us. Because he didn't answer him. But you see, being a father, because we are all and that's one of the things our father said, a father cultivates a job so if you don't have something, do you need your father does that, he will cultivate that thing in you. So it is something that we must all have. We must not tend to be judgmental. And you see, as Adinos and people that God is wants to elevate us to become pastors. I think we need to pray that we have this particular because sometimes I, I sit home. down. And I look at the way I'm doing things. Look at the way other people are doing things. And I begin to ask myself. So how does Papa manage with all of us? I know that sometimes. Papa is hurt about the way we do things. But he has the heart. To accept us. Just as we are. And then what instructs us. With the hope that we will change. 
Because that is the same attitude that the father had towards the prodigal son. The father was not judgmental. The father knew and all that the father was hoping for is that the, the child will come back. Will realize his mistakes and come back to his Amen. Amen. Praise him. Jesus is alive. If the prodigal son is left to the mercy of the elder, elder brother, it will not turn out well for him. We are all in the house together. We are sleeping with our father. Oh, but Ebeya, I mean, oh, you have been praying for if you are applying common sense. Also, half of the inheritance. You say you want a We have given it to you. Yeah, the amount. What was saying we are? You are going to squander it. My part of the inheritance. If the father was dead, ah, ah, the prodigal son would have been sent out. But he would not just send him away. I'm sure he would have beaten him. He would have beaten the hell out of him and sent him away. Now the way some of us we 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 want people to be dealt with. We don't have any compassion towards anyone. The next so we have talked about yeah, the prodigal son and then the elder son in the book of Luke. We all want to look at the third characteristic or the third kind of a son which is what a beloved son. Amen. Amen. A beloved son. And Jesus when he was baptized went up straight out of the water and lo the heavens were open and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and light enlightened upon him and lo a voice from heaven saying this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased so there is a, a kind of a son in your that is known as the beloved son. Matthew chapter 3 verse 13 to 7. That is what I just, I just read. But we can read Matthew chapter 3 verse 13 to 17. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me. And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighten upon him and lo a voice from heaven saying this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased so this was the beginning of jesus's ministry and right from the beginning god referred to him as a beloved son let's just look at matthew chapter 17 verse 17 from verse 1 
And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John his brother, and bringeth them up into an high mountain path, and was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And, behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with them within. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee and one for Moses and one for Elias. While he yet spake, Behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. So we, also, him. So we also see another occasion where God referred to him as what? His beloved Son. So on two different occasions, the Heavenly Father called Jesus Christ a beloved Son. At the beginning of his ministry, that is in Matthew chapter 3, verse 30 to 17. And also at the end of his ministry, at the Mount of Transfiguration. Jesus was called the beloved son before he preached a single message. Amen. So, what are some of the characteristics of a beloved son? Number one, a beloved son is someone who submits to authority. So, if you are somebody that submits to authority, and see, there are so many occasions where we see Jesus Christ submitting to the authority of his father. The Bible says at a time in the book of John, chapter 4. When they had journeyed and they were hungry. The Bible says that when they came to a well. Jesus Christ sent them away to go and find them. Whilst they were away. The Bible says that. A woman came to the well. To come and draw water. Jesus Christ saw an opportunity. To preach to the woman. To witness to the woman. Jesus Christ saw the opportunity to do the will of his master. So when the disciple came. The Bible said they said. Ah, this man when we were here. This man was hungry. Where has he gotten this strength to do what he is doing? And Jesus said. My meat is to do the will of him who sent me. So we saw Jesus Christ. Submitting to the authority. Of God. Submitting his will. He said my will. My will is to do the will of him who sent me. So Jesus Christ submitted his will to the will of his father. So many occasions we see this in the Bible. Even to the point that not only did he submit, was he submissive to the authority of God. Even to the authority when they came to him and said, is it good for her to pay taxes? So Jesus Christ told them, whose image is on the, on the coin? They Caesar what belongs to Caesar. So that shows that while Jesus Christ was also on earth here, he submitted to what? Authority. 
That's why the book of I think Romans chapter 13. Roman the Bible says we must obey. The authority that has been set over us. Man, So one nature of a beloved son is that he submits to authority. Jesus was called a beloved son. Yes, your friend Odoba. At the very beginning of his ministry. As when he accepted, he accepted and hum, the humble condition of his call. Yeah. Hey. He was humble. Are you here? Waha. Again, a beloved son is a humble son. The Bible says in the book of Philippians chapter 2. Let's go there. From, verse, from verse 3 downwards. Let nothing, to, yeah, let nothing to be done through strife or vain glory. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than himself. Let's go on. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Go on. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What mind did Jesus Christ have? Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He humbled himself. He made himself of no reputation. And took upon him the form of a servant. And was made in the likeness of man. And being found in a fashion as a man. He humbled himself. And became obedient. Unto death. Even death on the cross. Jesus Christ was humble. A beloved son is a humble son. If you say you are a beloved son. If you want to find yourself in the category of a beloved son, you must exhibit the nature of humility. You must exhibit the characteristics of a humble person. A beloved son is a humble person. Jesus was a, a beloved son because he bowed down before even John the Baptist. Even though he was the son of God. He bowed down before him. John the Baptist said, Hey, I'm not worthy. He said, that It is good that we fulfill our righteousness. He being God, he humbled himself for somebody like John the Baptist to baptize him. Are you humbling yourself to the authority that has been set over you? Are you humbling yourself and submitting yourself? The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 17 Obey them and submit to them that have rule over you. Are you being humble to authority? Or you see yourself as the same level with the leadership of the church. When meetings are called you don't humble yourself enough to come. When they are gathering like this. Are being called. You don't humble yourself enough to be part of it. You see yourself as far and above these gatherings. A beloved son is a humble son. Number three. 
What are you obedient to? Are you being selective in the kind of instructions that you are, you are obedient to? Like our father taught us some time ago. If you want to seek the blessings of God in all aspects of your life, you must obey or be obedient in all these areas. And so we are switching for you now. Last time, my father was asking us. Yeah, Papa, please, what are some of the areas that you must be obedient in? And so we are switching in your marital life. For what room? In your finances. We seek same. All these areas, there are instructions that you must be obedient. In. Some of us are obedient in one. We are not obedient in the other. But as a beloved son, you must be obedient to all instructions. A beloved son will obey an instruction whether it makes sense or not. So has taught us about levels of obedience. Obeying when it's pleasurable. Obeying when it is convenient. Obeying when it suits you. That is only when we obey. Like the last time. Let's see. An opportunity comes. That there are um, church branches being opened in Togo. Togo. Burkina Faso. Mali. Mali. US. US. And then Germany. And Germany. Be truthful to yourself. Which one would you choose? Do you know where I am from? Where are you from? If they should say you should go to Togo, they can't go to Togo. You said that the witches in my family, because I'm a fearful man, have not dealt well with me. How many men need you? Because that one is not pleasurable for you. I don't know that. Hey, US, US, there, aha. Oh yes. A family. If you oh, with yours, the next day will come and testify. And the chairman may be a dancer. But for the Togo one, Togo the only he will pray and bind oh, witches in his family. At the chief before before bind witches in his home town. At the chief before it is not my portion. And you may chafa. To fear Kwa. And you may pray Kwa. And you may pray Kwa. We will show USA. We will show Germany. I hold on to USA. I hold on to Germany to UK. That's why. Then there. That instruction is pleasurable. And the year old. That instruction is convenient. But you see, when you are beloved son, so you, are you are obedient to all instructions. Amen. Amen. A beloved son will obey an instruction whether it is easy or difficult. Are you obeying instruction because it's easy? Are you obeying instructions? Despite the difficult nature of that instruction, we still be obedient to it. Jesus Christ was not, was not just obedient to nice and easy instructions. He was obedient at every level. Beloved sons are obedient at all 
the different levels of obedience. Indeed, there are different levels of obedience. But a beloved son will distinguish himself. So whether the instructions are easy, whether the instructions are difficult, whether the instructions make sense or does not make sense, a beloved son will distinguish himself from all these levels. Jesus Christ obeyed his father in coming to this earth to live amongst men and showing us God's love. Jesus Christ did the ultimate and obeyed his father even unto the death on the cross. Will you obey an instruction to the point that even knowing that when I obey this I will die will you still obey? Let's say you are being sent to Saudi Arabia to go and then preach the word of God. You know that if you go there, your head will be chopped off. Will you still go? Jesus Christ. Not the only did he was he in the, he didn't just exhibit just the position. But he acted in that position that he was given. God called him a beloved son. He being a beloved son was not just by mouth but also by action. So it is what you do that will let people know that you are a beloved son or not. Not by just saying you your mouth that you are a beloved son but it is showed in your action. Most Christians will struggle with instruction that will lead to their sudden death. But not Jesus Christ. He was quintessential as a beloved son. Amen. Are you a typical beloved son? Or you are just a mouth talk beloved son? Amen. Amen. Praise him. Jesus is alive. Number four. Because of our time, we'll run through. Number four. Yeah, the fourth um, type of a son okay. is a stubborn and a rebellious son. If a man, so, I mean, I, I, I want you to talk about it last um, Sunday. Then in the olden days, when somebody is a stubborn person, there was a way we deal with that no person. Even your, your father will pick you up. This is my child is stubborn. I've rebuked him quite a lot of times. He, 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 he is, he is always in that part of stubbornness. What they will do is that they will send you to the chapel square. A market square. And then this is my child is stubborn. Stone him. And then you dare not even lift a hand on somebody's child. You'll be taken to court. But in the olden days, this was done. That is to tell you that they treated rebellious rebelliousness and stubbornness as as, as something that, that was a grievous sin. Let me read what I said that. If a man have a stubborn and a rebellious son, which will not obey the voice of, the, of his father or the voice of his mother, 
and that when they have chastened him, will not hearken unto them. Then shall his father and his mother lay hold on him and bring him out unto the elders of his city and unto the gate of his place. And they shall say unto the elders of his city, This, son, this our son is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey our voice. He is a gluton and a drunkard. And all the men of his, of his city shall stone him with stones that he die. Hey! So shall thou put evil away from among you and all Israel shall hear and fear. So this is how they deal with rebellious people. Mercy. So this is to tell us that which rebelliousness and stubbornness is not something to be tolerated. I would say that stubbornness and rebelliousness is a sin of so the race. So even even in the olden days, when somebody is a witch, either they will stay you to death or burn you at the stake. And that's, that's exactly what they did to a, a rebellious son. That they will stone you to death until you die. So if you are a stubborn and a rebellious son, to your boss, it's a very dangerous thing. Ezekiel chapter two verse eight. Ezekiel chapter two verse eight. Ezekiel chapter two verse eight. Are we there? But thou son of man, hear what I say unto thee: Be not thou rebellious like that rebellious house. So the word of God is admonishing us that we should not be rebellious. Open thy mouth and eat that I give thee. So God is against rebelliousness. Satan rebelled. And the actions that God took was to cast him out. That is to tell us that God does not tolerate rebelliousness. And as a son, if you are rebellious towards your father, there is a way that you must be dealt with. So if you find yourself exhibiting the signs and characteristics of rebellious and stubborn child, you must repent immediately. Because rebelliousness is not to be tolerated. Now what are the, some of the characteristics of stubborn or rebellious sons? Stubborn and rebellious sons are resistant to instruction. So whatever a beloved son is, their stubborn and rebellious son is the opposite. To rebel is to go against. So your father says sit. You the also meant not sit down. Your father says sleep. Your father says sleep at six. You do what you want and what you want. So anything that the father instructs. As for you dear, it is non far. You are resistant. So if you find yourself being resistant to instructions, come to church at seven. You come at ten. Pay your tithe. You don't pay. Come to Tuesday teaching service. You come when you want. You are being resistant to instructions. You fall under the category of a stubborn 
and a rebellious son. Stubborn and rebellious sons are opposed to instruction. Not only are they resistant to it, but they will oppose it. I'm sorry, Dodo. Then you go about. You always have church service. Trying to convince people. No, it is not, they don't just oppose it themselves. Oh. They will gather people to a, a, a clan to oppose. Some will in tear. Like Nate, uh, Abiram and Korah and those Abiram people. And Korah and they were opposing the instructions of Moses. They became rebellious. Are you exhibiting the signs, the signs of a rebellious and a stubborn son by opposing instructions? A stubborn and a rebellious son dislike the person of their father. They detest. What at all have you seen in this mother you're always honoring? What has he done for you, this man? They always dislike the person of their fathers. And you see, maybe you, we are all here, we say, oh, uh, I don't dislike my father. I don't dislike my father. But sometimes your actions speak opposite of what you are saying. If you don't dislike your father, because Jesus Christ said, if you obey me, if you love me, obey my command. I mean, you can, you can. You, this, you can say love is like, right? I mean, in a sense. So if you are saying that you don't dislike your father, are you heeding to his instruction? Because if you love me, keep my commands. If you, you are failing to keep the commands and the instructions of your father, it is tantamount to you disliking him. Stubborn and rebellious sons dislike the methods of their father. So, if Papa says, Your father says, Let's do it this way. Oh, this one doesn't work. Let's do it this way. Oh, Papa says, Oh, Papa let's, say, let's do a passing campaign. Oh, here's a passing campaign. Why don't you let us do it this way? Method, yes, I'm a if we do this method, is, uh, yeah. Yeah, this is kind of like, 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 like Judas. Judas. We could have used this oil. We could have sold this oil. Give it to my and then gotten money. And use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Why is it being? Is it being poured? I mean, on your feet. I didn't hear you go nice to If you are somebody that dislikes your father's method, we will be on Papa Kwaina. You are a rebellious <coughs> and a stubborn son. Oh yeah, Asmadi. You say, are you okay? Yes, sir. <laughs> you are interpreting the cough as well. No, sir. <laughs> Mercy. Amen. Amen. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. Stubborn and rebellious son grow to dislike the ways of their father. Amen. 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 Praise Him. Jesus, Jesus is, alive. is alive. So, are you somebody that dislikes the ways of your father? How your father goes about the same. 
Your father says, oh, Papa say, pray like this. If I pray like this, it's not effective. So I would rather go and listen to somebody who prays like this. You dislike the ways of your father. When you do that, yes, sir. you are a rebellious and a stubborn son. We are Stubborn and rebellious sons want a different lifestyle from their, their parents. Want a different lifestyle. Like the prodigal son. He wanted a different lifestyle. His father did not spend what he had. But here is somebody who wants to go and spend all that he had. A stubborn and a rebellious son want a different lifestyle. Again, a stubborn and a rebellious son want to dress, act, and do everything different from his from, from their father. Jesus I can't do any, anything unless I see what my father does. And one of the signs, the quality of a son is that a son does what his father does. But you want to do different from what your father does. Your father is eating corn. Oh, Papa, dear bro. You do. You say you want KFC. What's your KFC? You want to do different from what your father is doing. Because your Papa, you need more food Because you think that. What you say? You are better. Oh yeah. Than your father. Change, oh Papa. When you do that. Oh yes, sir. You are stubborn and rebellious. Oh yes, so deep. Like Satan. He said, I will what? I will, I will set my throne above the throne of God. Because he thought he could do better and different from what God was doing. But it's tantamount to being rebellious and being stubborn. Oh yes, I said, oh you are tuning in now. And the action that meets rebelliousness and stubbornness is that you are cast away. When Satan did that, he was cast out. Jesus Christ did not do anything that his father did not endorse. Said, have you seen me? And you don't know the father. And the encounter in the book of John chapter 14. When, when, when Stephen asked him, so ask the father, said, have I been this long with you? And here yeah, you do know. Please go there for me. John chapter 14 verse it is to tell us that Jesus Christ was expecting them that to know that to know the Father because of all the things that he was because Jesus Christ was doing what the Father would do. He said, if he had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from ye know him and have seen him. Why? Why did Jesus Christ I mean, was very confident to say that they have seen the father. Everything that he was doing was what the father would have done. So if he had known me, you should have known my father also. And you know him and have seen God. Eight. Eight. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the father, and it sufficed us. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Mm-hmm. 
Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words, the words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the words. Mm-hmm. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works sake. So the very words that Jesus Christ was doing, he was doing the same work that the Father would have done. So if you are saying you are a son, you must do what your Father is doing. Don't do different from what your father is doing. Men, no, papa, you do no, different from what your father is doing. We, no, you are papa, no, rebellious and stubborn. You must act the same way your father acts. Yeah, no, papa, yeah. Peter said, imitate me. I imitate Christ. Imitate means copy. So if you are copying somebody, means that you are doing what the person is doing. When you say you don't want to do what the person is doing, it means that you are taking yourself out. Disconnecting yourself. Be followers of me, even as I also am. I'm what? I'm of Christ. Stubborn and rebellious sons are angry at correction. And need to be corrected for being angry at the correction. There's a scripture, I think, in the book of Proverbs, said that a fool detests correction. And he who loves, is it, he who hates instruction or he who hates correction. They like his soul or something. But he who loves correction loves his life. A stubborn child when he's corrected that even the word of God can correct. So all scripture is what? Inspired by the is God's bread. And it's profitable for rebuke instruction. And correction. But a stubborn child is always angry when he's being corrected. So if you are somebody when you are being corrected, you become you easily become angry. You need to check yourself and make sure that you become that ideal son. We've given you I mean, our father has given us four types of sons. The prodigal son, the elder son, the beloved son, and the stubborn or rebellious son. The hope is that after hearing these signs, these characteristics, you choose to be the ideal son to your father. Because when you become an ideal son to your father, that is when your father can openly declare and say, This is my beloved son. When you acknowledge your father, your father will also acknowledge you. Jesus Christ acknowledged God in everything that he did. So at the beginning of his ministry, God himself acknowledged him. At the end of his ministry, God acknowledged him. What are you doing? That your father can acknowledge you. 
are you becoming an ideal son to your father? That your father can openly say, can openly boast, that this is my son. What are you doing? For the father to openly declare, and be proud of you. Put your hands together for Jesus. And be on your feet. So you you have heard the word of God. What's in your There are different kinds of sons. You can be to a father. You see, what, what even makes it, and our father thought, I said this some time ago. Yeah, when we read, read the account of, 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 of Luke chapter 15, the response that the father gave to the elder son. This my son was dead. So the time that the prodigal son left, to the father he was dead. What is the thinking of a father of you? How is your father thinking? You want to pray? I don't know what kind of category or characteristic that you exhibit as a daughter or a son. Fra- but like the prodigal son, the Bible says he became aware of himself. His mistakes. I don't know what kind of mistakes you have made. That is causing a disconnection between you and your relationship with your father. But I want you to pray to God. Whatever mistakes I am making in my relationship to my father, Father, help me recognize these mistakes and correct them in the name of Jesus. Help me to recognize these mistakes and correct them in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray this prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, whatever mistakes we we pray for mistakes Father help us Father help us in the mighty name of Jesus help us to become aware of the mistakes oh Lord and make amendments towards these mistakes to correct our relationship with our Father in the mighty name of Jesus Father help us Father help us Father help us in the name of Jesus, we are still praying. We are, praying. We are asking the Lord. Any characteristics that make somebody an ideal sound to the Father. Father, help me to exhibit these characteristics. Some of these characteristics include obeying instructions. Some of these characteristics include being, 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 being. Cautious of the instruction that the Father gives to you. Oh, God, help me to exhibit these characteristics and these signs of an ideal son. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth. Make all grace abound towards you. Make all grace to become an ideal son. Ask God for that grace. Make to become an ideal son. Beloved son, pray. For that grace, 
Jesus and the of God is able to make us pray, pray and ask God. Let your grace become an idea and a beloved son of my father. Let that grace come upon me in the name of Jesus. Anything I am struggling with is becoming a perfect son to my father, a quintessential son to my father. Father, help me, help me in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray, 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 pray. In Jesus' name, I will pray. Amen, 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 amen. Lastly, our Father says, Jesus Christ did the ultimate and obeyed his Father even to the death on the cross. You see, when your mind is set, on eternal things. It doesn't matter whether the instructions can lead to your death or not. Fixing your eyes on Jesus, the altar and perfecter of your faith. Jesus Christ had a focus and he knew what was in store for him when he remained obedient. So we are praying to God and we are asking God help us to see Help us to see, not with our naked eye, but with our spiritual eye, the consequence and the results of our obedience. So that no matter how difficult the instruction is, we will still be obedient to it. So pray for that grace to be able to see the outcome of your obedience. Because once you know the outcome, once you have an idea of the outcome, it doesn't matter how difficult the instruction is. You will stay true to it to the end. Pray for that for, to God. That God will open your eyes. So this to be already. able to see. Nehu. To be able to see. Nehu. The outcome of the instruction that God gives to us. As you see now, when the Bible says he obeyed even to the point so of death. And after the Bible says that he was given a name that is above so every other name. That at the mention of the name Jesus. Every day you are a Pray that God will open your eyes. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, open our eyes. Father, open our eyes. See the outcome and the consequences of our obedience. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, I will pray. Amen. 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 Put your hands together for Jesus. And please take your seats.